The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob. Now, I've been asked by my PR company uh, to write an article for a major UK publication on debt. And um, it's a series on successful people getting into debt and then getting out of debt. They've asked me 10 questions. uh, And here they are for all of you. Uh, So uh, my PR company will probably not want me to publish this before the article. So don't worry, I won't be doing that. This will be going out well after. Um, So 10 questions on um, getting into and then getting out of debt. So the first question is, can you tell us about the debt you built up initially? So I built debt from when I went to university until about the age of 26 or just before. And I went from no debt to nearly £50,000, pretty much £50,000 in consumer debt. So that's not including good debt and mortgages on assets. It's just bad debt. So it's loans, credit cards, credit cards on credit cards on credit cards, balance transfers, which you think are fine because you've got as interest free, but you actually get charged a fee for that, which you don't see or I didn't see because I didn't know. And then, of course, when it reverts to interest, the interest could be 20 percent or 30 percent. And that happened to me. So I was only really overspending a small amount each month. I wasn't educated about finances or managing my money because I wasn't taught it at school. And it crept up on me slowly going out in university, you know, buying things on credit, thinking I could pay it off. And then I couldn't not quite earning as much as I was spending. And I racked up a debt on a car loan and on credit cards of nearly 50,000 pounds over a seven year period. The second question is, how did it feel to be in debt at a young age? So, like I said, it creeps up on you. Um, Sometimes you're in a career and you don't really know you're just slightly going down the wrong road, but like 1% degree off target over a thousand miles might take you 30 or 90 degrees away. Uh, And I just found that it crept up on me slowly, slowly, slowly. And probably for the first two or three years, I didn't really think much of it or notice it. It wasn't huge. I thought I could manage it. And then I would say once it started getting big and I realized that all the money I was earning was going on servicing the debt. And then I realized that servicing the debt, it wasn't even paying off really any of the capital because I was only able to hit the monthly um, minimum amounts. And that was really only interest. It was getting swallowed up. It made me feel um, useless, worthless. A terrible at managing money and my own personal affairs. So it gave me a very low self-worth, embarrassed and shameful. So question three, what prompted you to make a change? Well, I often tell people now, don't wait for the event, make the event. And what I mean by that is don't wait for something really bad to happen, a divorce, a bankruptcy, an insolvency, or, a, or just a, like a real shock, a Brexit, a recession, don't wait for those things. Actually take control now. But unfortunately for me back then, uh, my dad had a nervous breakdown in his pub in front of all of his customers on December the 15th, 2005, which is also his birthday. And um, I felt shame and guilt and embarrassment. I felt part of that. My dad had paid for my school fees. He'd paid for me to go to uni, even though I still was spending more and getting into debt. He gave me a job in his pub for years after and through school and through university And I just felt like I was putting strain on him financially, but I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do with my life. I didn't know how to help financially. And I became dependent on my parents. Uh, And so that thing that happened to my dad, which I felt partly responsible for, 
just made me stand up and go, I've got to do something. I cannot stand for this anymore. I've got to be independent. I've got to stand on my own two feet. Uh, and then I got into property and business and, and now into authoring and podcasting. I became a millionaire between the age of 30 and 31. Uh, and this event happened when I was um, nearly 26. So the fourth question is, how exactly did you clear your debt in one year? So I cleared my debt in 2006. So up to 2005 was the apex of my debt, nearly £50,000 over a seven-year period. And then when that um, event happened on December the 15th, 2005 with my dad, I started taking things really seriously. So I started pushing my art out there because I was an artist, not selling any, and I actually started pushing it out there and selling some. My gallery owner had been telling me for ages to get into property and go to a local property meeting. And of course, I was like, I can't get into property. I don't have any money. I don't have any experience. I don't have any knowledge. But then I, I went back to him and I said, tell me this property event. So I went to this property networking event and I met my um, property business partner, who's still a business partner with me. 13 years later, we own, co-own and manage hundreds of properties together. Uh, and we both became millionaires, you know, in our early 30s. Uh, and in that year, I got a job sourcing properties for a company. I, I earned minimum wage and I um, was paid commissions. I'd never really done property before. I'd read a few books, um, but I learned really fast. So I sold some property deals. Mark and I started investing in our own properties that year, and we got to nearly 20 in that first year. So it was a mix of selling more art, selling some property deals, and buying some properties myself. I cleared all the debt, and I earned nearly six figures in that first sort of year. Now, that sounds to some people like it's quite a short amount of time, um, but I was motivated. I was desperate. I was hungry. You know, it was, it was like my, my whole life had been gearing up to this point. So it's, you can get a lot done in a short period of time. You know, if you put the work in, if you work smart and hard, uh, and if you really want it. So the next question is, were you also making money during that time? So the answer is yes. Not only did I clear all the debt, I earned nearly six figures. I bought a Nissan 350Z, a two-year-old one. Um, I think I bought it with cash, actually. Um, but I definitely bought it, bought it with uh, affordable income. Uh, and so, yeah, everything had completely turned around. Uh, and it gave me a good solid foundation for the second year to invest, to save, to build assets. So the next question is, how did you change your money habits? So after December the 15th, 2005, I changed my um, mindset. Now, it didn't happen overnight. It wasn't like a eureka moment like they like to portray in movies. It was the trigger and the catalyst. So before 2005, I was like, well, I don't know how to do that. I can't do that. I don't want to learn from you because I don't like people who make money, even though I was jealous of them and envious of them and bitter and twisted. Uh, I don't read personal development books. I'm not into self-help. That's all a load of mumbo jumbo. And, and I had a very terrible attitude. Life isn't fair. I'm a victim. Why me? Why are these people lucky? Why am I unlucky? But I, I changed my mindset to be more open-minded to learning from people. My um, gallery owner, I was more open-minded to listen to him. He sent me to a property event. At the property event, I was open-minded to listen to the speaker. Uh, when I was networking, I was open-minded to meet people. I met my business partner. He got me reading some books. He sent me on some courses. So really, the change was being open-minded to learning because school had always made me resistant to learning because most of the subjects I didn't like and it was imposed upon me. But now learning about money and mindset and property and business, and, and, and I actually get the results from this at school, what's it for? But when you, you run your own business and you're changing your own financial situation, you know that what you learn, the more you learn, the more you earn. And then it just happened over time. I'd say within the first year, I'd probably read 40, 50 books um, I'd done a few courses. I now, of course, um, listen to podcasts. I run a podcast myself, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. And for me, learning is one of the most fun things in life. Growth and progress is one of my highest values. And, and I am now a committed ongoing student of business mindset, psychology, personal development. 
of money and economics and the mindset, skill set, the strategies, the tactics, the story and the history of money. And of course, I've now written a book called Money. The next question is, what sacrifices did you have to make to become debt free? So I had to work uh, harder. I had to learn sales and marketing instead of just avoiding that. Had to embrace collaborations like with gallery owners who'd hang my work. So I used to think, oh, they're taking 30% for nothing. But in reality, they were taking 30% so I could make 70%. So I had to stop being like a scarce mindset and think more abundantly about partnerships. Definitely not hiding from selling, not hiding from rejection. Um, obviously putting in more hours, working on the right tasks, the important tasks, the income generating tasks, being productive, because I always used to work a lot, but I used to work on the wrong things and not being that productive. Um, I did sacrifice a bit of social life. Um, I didn't exactly date for very long. Um, but for me, that was OK because it was just it was like a short amount of time. I didn't have children and I didn't have too many responsibilities. Um, and so for me, it was a worthy sacrifice. The penultimate question is, what are the biggest lessons you have learned about earning and saving money and avoiding debt? So fundamental rule of money, it's going to sound so simple, but most people don't do it, is never spend more than you earn. Because if you never spend more than you earn month by month, you're going to earn more and earn more and earn more and earn more. The next thing is preserve capital at all costs. So lumps of cash that you save, preserve it and don't spend it. And then what you do, the step three, is you take that capital and you invest into assets. And many assets will match your capital, sometimes have a ratio of four or five to one. You can leverage and get good debt on the capital and you use the capital to invest in assets. And then the assets produce the income and then the, you spend the income. So if you spend capital, it's gone. But if you spend recurring income from property rental or um, from commissions or, for example, royalties from books and podcasts and, and, and ads that you run, you spend that month and then the next month it drops in again. And you spend that month and then the next month it drops in again. The fourth thing is to get your emotions out of the way. So I used to spend emotionally. Oh, I feel down. I'm going to spend to cheer myself up. Oh, I feel really excited. I'm going to spend to, to celebrate. Oh, I don't really feel good about myself. I'm going to spend money on clothes to try and look better and feel better. So we've got to get the emotions out of it. So that links to rule five, which is in any major purchases, don't buy there and then. Don't buy you know, on impulse. Buy on smarts, on strategy, on intellect rather than on impulse. OK, and then the final point, point 10, is what made you decide to share your financial wisdom with others? Well, I found um, after years of investing in property and running businesses that as much as I love property in terms of the outcome, I actually enjoyed the teaching, the training, um, the podcasting. Uh, running the courses, doing the public speaking. Um, I enjoyed that more than the, the nuts and bolts of dealing with tenants and boilers and gas and boiler safety checks and the legalities and the tenancy agreements. That all has to be done and it's important to do that properly. But I liked letting agents or, or partners or specialists to do that. And I just loved the, the building of the personal brand, the sharing of it. So um, I really do believe that uh, as soon as you learn something and you master it, uh, not only is it fun to teach, because it is fun to teach, I almost think like it's a, a humanities um, obligation for you to teach to pass on to others. Uh, it connects me with amazing people. It makes me feel alive. It makes me feel like I'm con contributing. And of course, that goes into the authoring of my various books, of which um, money is probably the most relevant to uh, this article. So I hope you found that useful. And if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. <laughs>